Drink This Beer is brought to you by The Beer Guys. BeerGuysRadio.com is where you need to go to get the scoop on what's going on in craft beer. That's BeerGuysRadio.com. And if you like the show, consider becoming one of our sponsors. Head to Patreon.com slash BeerGuys. That's Patreon.com slash BeerGuys. Welcome to Drink This Beer, a show dedicated to craft beer and the people who make it. Each episode, we'll get the stories behind the brews you love. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Welcome to the latest edition of the Drink This Beer Craft Beer Podcast, where we talk to the brewers from around the country and around the world about the beer you love and the stories behind it. That's right. We're taking the show on the road today. The fine folks at Three Taverns Craft Brewery in Decatur, Georgia, were kind enough to host us. We're not talking to them, although we love those guys, but uh, we're actually going to be talking to a Belgian brewery, Verzette. Very excited to be here. Guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Me too. So we're talking to Joran, and Joran also is the brewmaster here at Three Taverns. Yep. He's involved with Verzette Brewery. We also have Kuhn and Jens joining us today. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, so first, easiest question, uh, you guys, what are you guys doing here in America? Um, yes, yeah, so we're um, doing some bar takeovers and um, doing a collaboration with uh, Three Taverns. Okay. And uh, getting to know the, the American beer scene. I and thought it might have to do with beer. Yeah. No, just do maybe see <laughs> yeah, the sights. Yeah, I don't know. See yeah, the peach, right. peach, peach, peach see, see cyclorama, those yes, types of things. Yes. Exactly. A whole travel itinerary. So we're starting yesterday. We had a tap takeover at the Porter tonight at Brick Store. And today we had the, the collab with Tree Taverns and, uh, and Burial. Tomorrow they are going to Boston. At, we have a tap takeover at Brewer's Fork. Then Road 34. We're going to visit Trillium. Uh, and then we're going up to Maine, and uh, we have a tap takeover at Novaria Res, and then we come back, and we're going to go visit Asheville. So You've got a full schedule then. Yes. Yeah. Now, have you been to Asheville before? No, no, it's our first Fantastic time. Fantastic beer town. You guys will have a blast there for we sure. We heard a lot. So, but yeah. you're not allowed to drink any wicked weed. That's that's yeah. a new development. No, we, <laughs> we don't drink that. We don't drink so There you go. Worry. Okay, good. Fair enough. Like yes. Yeah, it's there a fact. We don't do it. Good deal. Burial's good, exactly. So, there you go. Well, guys, uh, you know, when you think Belgian, a lot of classic styles come to mind. You know, there's, uh, there's a lot that I love, singles, doubles, triples, a lot of sours, lamb excuses and that. But you guys, by your name, you're a little resistant to that, correct? Mm-hmm. So what kind of uh, started uh, Verzette, and what's your mantra? So what we're trying to do is do something different. Um, because when we started the, the company, we... Um, we looked at the uh, at the scene and we thought nothing nothing was really happening. Everybody makes the same beer, um, yeah, for a long time. So nothing exciting was happening. And we saw what was happening in the in the U.S. and um, some other newer craft beer cultures. So um, we liked drinking that new styles. So we wanted to do something different, but be um, being faithful to to Belgian tradition a little bit. Um, so we wanted to do different things, but make it balanced. So that's that's the Belgian part of the. Okay, because I mean, doing something different. There's no doubt that a lot of the classic Belgian styles are fantastic beers, mm-hmm. you know, and and still highly sought after. But there's, yeah, we were talking to another brewer earlier today, and he said, you know, Americans will take these classic styles and they get crazy with them. You know, they just do so much stuff. So there is a lot there that you can really open up if you'll break away from the tradition a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's kind of what your goal is with uh, Verzat, yeah. right? Exactly. Definitely, awesome. yes. Yeah. So now, again, your name, Brazette, is The Resistance. Mm-hmm. 
Um, is that uh, kind of talking about uh, the, the resistance to traditional styles, or, or yeah, 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 to um, yeah, we want we wanted to do something else. So um, we we had the feeling uh, everything was the same. So there was um, not a lot of variation in the, in, in the beer styles um, or and innovation and, or innovation. Yeah, so we wanted to do. Uh, to, to go against it so that's what resistance is about for us now you're talking about uh, resistance again we talk about the traditional single double triple Belgian styles um, you know you guys brew an IPA you guys brew a lot, a lot of different things as well is that something that uh, is new to the Belgian craft scene is something you guys are trying to bring to, to, to the area um, it's pretty new yeah, yeah. the IPAs um, um, be- become popular now mm-hmm. but it's uh, they are five years behind in Belgium, or maybe ten years. Um, but we we don't want to um, look to the American markets and see these IPAs and do exactly the same, because that's what's what's happening now in Belgium. Everybody sees now um, what what fun fun things are happening in a, in. in in America, mm-hmm. and they do exactly the same. So they make West Coast IPAs, and so so a lot of piney and, and yeah, just throw yeah, a lot yeah. of hit, a lot of hops. Into so they're it. far behind, but they are making the same thing. But it's copy paste. Yeah, it's not interesting anymore. <laughs> so it's very typical for, for Belgium. So that's not something we want to do. Also, it's not that we want this innovative American beers to to Belgium. It's not our goal to do that. But we want to to do different things that. Yeah, different things from from the Belgian style and also different from American uh, beers. So, See, these guys sound like typical beer guys, though. It's like that's already been done, man. That's I want something new. Give me yeah. something new and exciting. Bring it out there. So, now do you take uh, do you do hybrid styles? Do you do you take the traditional Belgian and bring that innovative style into it? We do. Maybe a good example is uh, the Kameratsky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's that beer? Uh, actually, it's a hybrid between, uh, well, we're mostly known for our Flemish old brown ale, mm-hmm. so a sour ale. Typical Belgian product, definitely for our region. And actually, on a trip to Italy, uh, together with Kuhn also, uh, we, um, we had, well, uh, we visited a, how do you call it, a balsamico vinegar okay. Uh, okay. Um, makery, like the traditional ones. Mm-hmm. And couldn't had actually a very good idea. Maybe you should tell more about the beer. <laughs> yeah, um, with with this, with what I saw in this uh, cellar of uh, balsamic vinegar, and having having some drinks at night, some something came to my mind. That's usually uh, when the best things come. Yeah, to yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. The best ideas come. Yeah, the, the worst as well. Right. Worst as well. <laughs> that is also true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so one percentage of the ideas uh, are good, but was one uh, one of the one percent. Um, and what we're trying to, what we, my idea was to make like uh, something, uh, a beer that reminds you of balsamic vinegar, mm-hmm. um, and I started to think about it, how to, how I should make it, um, and what we did is we um, we blended uh, the outbrain, uh, the most vinegar vinegar ones, with uh, an imperial, a Russian imperial stout of sixty okay. percent. Um, and then you get this um, oily structure uh, together with the sourness who makes it um, a lot more drinkable and you get you get the sweetness from the stout and the sourness of the um, of the outbrain 
to get something that could could remind you of um, balsamic vinegar. Super interesting. Yeah. See that because that taste. Occasionally, drinking a sour beer, I'll get that that hint of a balsamic in there. And mm-hmm. if it's, I've had it too pronounced where I'm like, nah, that just tastes like vinegar, you know. But if yeah. you get that balsamic, the complexity and depth and the, the sweetness of that balsamic and with the tartness, mm-hmm. it can be really nice. That sounds interesting. So we have some of that here to, to drink, your on. It will be at Brick Store. Okay, yeah. then we, we perfect. Can try I think we'll try that a little bit later. Awesome. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So. So now, um, of course, uh, you know uh, you you're on. You're one of the founders of Verzet, but uh, yes. you recently moved to the you re- moved to the states, of course, to pursue other opportunities. Yes. Is, is that already four years ago now? That's been right. it seems like so long, right? Time flies. Yeah. You're having fun. Is it, have you been able to kind of take what you were learning here in the United States and kind of help the the, the Verzet guys in, in Belgium as well? Um, yes and no. I mean, I, I've learned a lot in Belgium, uh, and I've learned a lot here. And I've I went back quite a bit to help build the brewery, but we have a little. It's it's becoming less and less sometimes. But we sometimes still have conversations about what is happening here, like what is popular here, like and that really you know just have those mm-hmm. conversations of what's going on is still very interesting for everybody. That really helps us to uh, yeah to be aware of what's happening here. How fast it moves! What are the new trends, and so, yeah. and then we can maybe get inspired to to make something new. Like they just they just um, uh, at Verzet did a collaboration with Surly, and they did a kettle souring for the first time. Yeah. Okay, okay, so right. something that's been happening here a lot. Yeah, in Belgium, it's practically non-existing. So it says, is that something that's a huge difference between the Americans and, 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 the, and the Belgian way of brewing beers? Is the pace where it kind of it goes much more rapidly here? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes very slow in Belgium, so um, that's good for us um, to to be the only one, or not the only one, but we're with very few mm-hmm. who are trying to do something something else. But it's it's sad also because uh, yeah, everything goes so slow. The, the public same, is yeah. adapting very slowly. Yeah, and there's not a lot of places like bars or venues where you can actually drink craft beer because it's so dominated by the bigger breweries and mm-hmm. contracts. It's hard to get uh, the people educated into craft beers. Like, there's more to it than just a double, a triple, a blonde beer. There's much more to it, you guys know. But. Yeah, I just learned today, actually, that, and I didn't realize this, I don't know what the laws are in Belgium, but in Ireland, a big you can buy a tap in, in a bar, and, you know, that's illegal here in the U.S., uh, yeah. at least on the surface, you can't go in and say, I want this tap, I'll give you X dollars to do that, mm-hmm. but the big guys with the money there can say, I want this tap, and do that. Is that are they able to do that or in Belgium as well? Or they just own the whole bar. Yeah, that's the easier way to do it. Yeah, than to buy trust me, tap, they, can, right? they can go this far, like they uh, even tell you which coffee machine you're you're going to use okay. uh, which cookies you're going to use next to your coffee mm-hmm. it goes far everything is contracted and most wow. bars in Belgium are like that yeah there are a lot of them are linked to a brewer so and they're where very they strict. have the most luck at is free what you call it free bars yeah. so okay. they're not bound to a brewery so with uh, that environment and you guys resistant I'm assuming your resistance is to that as well as the yeah, beer sure. the, <laughs> the contract houses how have you been received and, and how's, how's it going from that side uh, well, I do more of the sales, so I do very few things or almost nothing anymore. Uh, I have to say nothing anymore uh, since uh, four years in production, <laughs> okay. so uh, right. uh, to be honest. Uh, so how are we getting received? Uh, it's a very hard market because um, 
I have no issues uh, selling the beer quality-wise, but the problem is uh, people are getting used to getting uh, free kegs and stuff by bigger breweries or very good deals. Like, we cannot compete that because sure. we are a very small uh, volume brewery, and actually we... I believe that the people who buy our beer are interested in quality, not quantity. You know, you don't you don't just throw stuff out there and away. It's it's very costly for us to make beers, like uh, for instance the Old Brun or the hybrid styles and stuff. So it's a very small market now. It's growing slowly but steadily. We're getting there, but it's like in comparison to America, we're uh, stuck in second gear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still got a little ways to go then before. Yeah, before definitely. But a lot is moving and happening now. So Excellent. Well, cool. We're going to take a short break right now. We're talking to the crew from the Verzette Brewery in Belgium. We'll more, have more Drink This Beer coming right back after this. More Drink This Beer with Tim and Aaron coming up after this. Here at Drink This Beer, we love to bring you the stories behind the craft beer and brewers that you love. And we'd be grateful if you took the time out to check out our Patreon site, it's at patreon.com slash beer guys. If you choose to become one of our donors, we would really appreciate it. Plus, you get some awesome swag, including t-shirts, glasses, stickers, and some more stuff that's coming down the pike. Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer, part of the Beer Guys Radio Network. Tell a friend and head to patreon.com slash beer guys. Cheers. Welcome back to Drink This Beer with your hosts, Tim and Aaron. Welcome back to the Drink This Beer Craft Beer Cockpot. Or not. Welcome back to the Drink This Beer Craft Beer Podcast. We're talking to Brewery Verzette from Belgium, and we have Kuhn, Jens, and Joran joining us today. Guys, thanks again for joining us. Welcome. So we've been talking shop here, drinking beers and talking shop, and we just opened your Oudbrun Cherry. So you tell us a little bit about this beer. Okay. Um, so um, the base beer of this beer is Oudbrun. Um, it's, it's a beer who um, ages on uh, barrels for at least one year. And what we do is we um, um, we pick different barrels, we mix them together to always get like the same taste, mm-hmm. um, and then we add fresh um, fresh picked cherries. We let it ferment for another four months on a stainless steel tank, uh, and then we bottle condition it. Get this okay. So you barrel it first, then it goes with into stainless with the cherries yeah. before bottling. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic. It's yeah. really good. It's got a really I nice cherry aroma to that. It's yeah. a fresh cherry aroma, which is beautiful. So, so we, we had an interesting question here. We want to talk about your IPA, and uh, you renamed it recently, and the new name is Piss Off, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can say that on the podcast, Aaron. We, can, we can. We're okay. We can't yeah, say exactly. That we won't have to say that. The FCC so, won't get us on this one. Yeah. So, what's the story behind the name change on that one? Well, uh, the name, actually it's called Rebel Local, but the slogan of the beer, well, we added slogans to our beer. Okay. It's piss off because um, actually the the one brewer who's not here, Alex, it was his idea. He was going to go one step further, but I can't say this on the radio. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's because it's uh, an interesting mix between like um, an IPA, but the English style IPA and a Belgian triple. And a lot of guys were telling us this is not a real IPA because it uh, misses the fruitiness of the typical American IPA. Okay. Uh, but it is an IPA. So we were so sick of hearing that that we had the slogan uh, slogan uh, put on the bottle. So 
That's why it says piss Drink off. Drink it now. or not, piss yeah. off. You yeah, know, yeah. Right? exactly. It yeah. is correct, but you know there are different styles of IPAs, and sure. English style is definitely one. Yeah, that yeah. was what I was telling. Now people they see oh IPAs are great, and they know the American IPAs, only the American IPAs. Mm-hmm. So they think they know something, and they have to tell us. Yeah, of course. Yes, and give us some. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, well I mean, everyone, we're, we're, we're the best, so that's understandable. Well, of course. No, but I mean, of course, everyone, everyone thinks, you know, the classic IPA from the West Coast is that, sure. you know, you got that Cascade hops. It's really yeah, tiny yeah, yeah. and just bitter. But yeah, some pine and grapefruit in there. Exactly. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, that, you know, so, yeah. English well, IPA is really and, what yeah. started the whole IPA thing because that's where they moved it to India. And that yeah. was the English colony. So yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. But this ties back in, you know, talking about people saying that's not an IPA because it doesn't do this or doesn't do that. There's some brewers here, the the New England style of IPA that's popular now. Mm-hmm. Super juicy, hazy, mm-hmm. you know, a little heavier mouthfeel on that. There's some of our uh, old school brewers, for lack of a better term, that just don't like it. They, they don't like looking at it and seeing the haze. They say as a brewer, the job is to get a clear beer. If you do your pH right and your brewing right, you get a clear beer. But the thing is, is I think America is good about evolving the styles like we talked about, you know. Yes. They take it and they say, this is great, but it would be, I'd like it if this was this way. Yeah. Uh, And then New England IPA is obviously popular. They're they're hugely popular right now. You guys said you're going to visit one of the famous New England IPA brewers up there. Trillium, yeah, yeah. So to take something like what you guys are doing and and mix it up like that, it Mm -hmm. just, it seems to me to be kind of par for the course that... Especially in America, maybe a little more resistant in Belgium. Uh, that's what it's all about: is yeah. is evolving the styles. And if way back in the day, you know, Ken Grossman hadn't put Sierra Nevada Pale L out that was bitter, then we wouldn't have the IPAs we have today, or, or anything like that. It's that's the fun part to craft beer to me is evolving. What 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 else can you do? This is great, but what mm-hmm. can I do to it to make it different or better? It's yeah. also it's also telling to the to the Belgian people why do we have to brew in a style? It's not sure. necessary. Why why should we do that? Absolutely, but that's and the problem here too. Yeah, people want yeah. to get a label on it. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. what style. I see with IPAs, you know, IPAs uh, when I first was here, two thousand and eight, and now is that they all what they all going back to is a, a very balanced drinkable beer because it is yeah. a mainstream beer. And not everybody likes a very bitter, bitter beer. Yeah, yeah. And that New England style is becoming that trend. is is, is very drinkable, super yeah. drinkable. Well, yeah, you're right. a few years ago. You know, like you said, I mean, it was you couldn't put enough piney hops in there to yeah. make it bitter. Just it was almost a contest to see Bring how you bitter more IBUs and, 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 make it and as bitter awful as can you yeah. can, can yeah. get it. You yeah. know, and I love IPAs, but it's like but this it, it is too good, much. It was a good evolution. Yeah, but it, it, sure. it changes. And, yeah, and it's super interesting. It is, and and to. To go even further, not just with the IPAs, but we see drinking beers in general becoming more popular. Pilsners have become more popular. The extreme end, we went through the phase of everything being super extreme. And so we're seeing, you know, the the Czech pills and the sessionable IPAs and stuff becoming popular again. So it's interesting just to see the the evolution that goes there. Yeah, definitely. So, so now uh, we're here at Three Taverns Brewery Indicator, Georgia. So, uh, what are you you guys going to plan on doing with the Saison? Um, So it's. we're gonna add some bread to it eventually and put it on, um, or we have some uh, empty sherry barrels, so okay. 500 punches. Um, let it age a bit and see see how it how it evolves and, and go, go from there. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Now, like you said, you're kind of on an East Coast tour. You're going up to Boston next in Maine. What do you guys hope to get out of this uh, trip uh, when you come back to Belgium? Um, a hangover. <laughs> That'll work. That, that can happen pretty quickly. Exactly. That's not a problem. That's it. No, but we um, um, yeah, we wanted to see how the how the beer scene is in, in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that was very interesting for us. And also, we hope to um, to uh, convince people that our beer is good, and maybe mm-hmm. we can um, we can sell a little bit more in the U.S. That people get to know us. Maybe we can do some collaborations in our brewery or vice versa. It's interesting to to get to know um, people in this new interesting scene. So now, really now you've been distributing cool. in the United States for about a year now. Is that correct? No, yeah, more than that, or is longer, it longer, longer, yeah. longer than that? Okay, maybe four years. Oh wow, it's Five been long, that long. Okay, okay. That's not really spectacular. So. Mm-hmm. Hoping to expand that again, expand that yeah, footprint sure. and getting a little bit more in there. And we think um, getting a personal bond with, with your audience could be a solution. Okay. It's person by person. Drink Verzette beer. It's really right. delicious. Thank you for that. <laughs> there you go. That's it. You need another bottle? Yeah, exactly. So yes. what we were talking about, the contract houses and the, the environment in Belgium, do you think you may have better luck expanding in the U.S. market than, oh. than at home? That's a very difficult question. I don't have a crystal okay. ball to look in the future sure. and stuff. Yeah. I think uh, we're putting in the effort now. We hope to get results. Uh, we hope that the people learn that Belgian beers are more than just tradition now, that there's also some innovation going on there. Um, actually, think things for us in Belgium are going good now because the craft scene is uh, starting to evolve. Uh, I think over the last couple of years, um, many bars and the audience itself have made huge uh, leaps forward. Uh, we're getting popular in Belgium. We hope to be popular in the uh, United States as well. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. Well, you're popular here, at least. Uh, with at least with the, the three of us. We exactly. Yeah. We're all you good got to go. somebody here pushing. Yeah. Then we can make sure we know about it here. Absolutely. Definitely. Perfect. But so, I think for them the for Rosette, the biggest export export market is uh, Italy right now. Yeah, right now, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. I've heard. Well, this, we've got a, a local gentleman, Owen Ogletree, that does beer beer tours a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, I was wondering, but he did an Italy tour, and when he came back, he said. He was really amazed yes. at how the, the Italian craft beer scene is. It's a big up, scene. So. It's a very big craft scene. Yeah. It's, well, really well it's usually interesting because I know the wine scene is, is in Italy. It's more of, I'm just going to drink this wine and enjoy it, not talk about where it comes from or all this kind of stuff. If it tastes good, I'm going to drink it. So it seems like the Italian culture is a little bit more open to... You know, more or less traditional type of uh, type of beers and wines than, than than what you would be in other other European yeah. countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But the beer scene was non-existing in Italy, and yeah. that's why it's so interesting and evolving so quick. Yeah, I was gonna say, like for for the most part, Americans we think of Peroni, and that's pretty much all we think mm-hmm. about when it comes to Italian. There's beer. a lot more going on there than just Peroni. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That'd be good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. With the, you know, kind of connected to America and that, ingredients-wise, how much do you guys try to source local? Because I know that's big here in America. Do you look for American ingredients? Do you source worldwide? Or do you still try to keep it local uh, as much as you can? Most of the beers we make are um, brewed with pretty local uh, ingredients. We try to... We, we don't have... Um, yeah, we're not used to uh, using uh, a lot of ingredients, so we're make it pretty basic so um, the malts are from Belgium hops too for the biggest um, part uh, the yeast not but uh, for for a bit 
And the water, of course, is a uh, Belgian. Yeah. Can't and really we, import the yeah, water. water. Exactly. Water. Water. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> so, yeah. But we don't use a lot of spices, or yeah. mm -hmm. we um, we never used uh, American hops so far. Um, not that we're against it, but um, most of our beers are um, Belgian grown. We also made some uh, beers with Australian hops, but I, I know we're gonna use some some American hops also. And when you do do some additions too, you try to keep them local too. I know we talked about the, in, in the break the Oudbrun cherry. Um, those are those are pretty local from where you are too, right? Yeah, yeah. So the cherries are local. Um, the the leaves from the oak leaf, of course, are local. Um, yeah, we try to to do it as local as possible, even though it's not uh, as big as a thing as it is here. Mm -hmm. um, especially because we're in a small town, people don't mind. Uh, sure, they, they even don't mind our beer. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Right, so, but yeah, it's it's not really uh, that hip in Belgium, but it's coming. As I as I was telling, it's. They're always, always behind in Belgium. So. Yeah, it well, has to uh, come from the cities, and then yeah, 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 yeah. in the cities you you yeah. you see a uh, local gaining on popularity. But. So you're we've talked some about your your Oudbrons and kind of the variants there, and your your IPA that's not an IPA and that. So what are some of the other beers you guys offer? Um, we have the Moose Blues, which is um, a dark beer. Um, a little bit like the Abbey styles, if I have to put it mm -hmm. in, in, a, in, a, in something. It's with uh, it's brewed with maple syrup, which gives us um, something extra. It's not sweet, but you get some uh, some notes of this uh, maple syrup. We also have um, Supernova, which is a it's a session ale, mm -hmm. so four point nine um, percent, yeah, percent. Um, brewed with only Belgian hops. A little bit uh, to um, give an answer to the popularity of brewing with uh, American hops. Um, so NOAA stands for No American Hops. Just to uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, just to show people you can you can um, brew with local hops and get a nice product. Okay. Um, we have Golden Tricky, which is a, a single hop IPA. Maybe I should be careful with this. IPA words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get in trouble last time. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like a Belgian IPA or yeah. something. Um, so with the Australian hop Ella, which gives uh, a lot of pineapple and mango. Uh, we have Okimoki, which is a, a mixed fermentation stout. So you've got sourness. You've got... Um, uh, it's barrel aged on the whiskey barrel. So you've got um, smokiness. You've got some... Funky things, very complex beer. We have like a very black and white public on this. Um, yeah, some it's people a hate it. love it beer. Sure, okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I got everything now. Uh, yeah. All the Outbrain versions. Yeah. 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 Uh, the vineyard so as well. Yeah. And we're also okay. making like bootleg beers, what we call them. So okay. right now they're only available on kegs. Like uh, the Kamarotsky. Yeah, like the Kamarotsky okay. was an example. We also like, uh, uh, last one we made was a green machine, so the mix between a, well, uh, a wheat beer and uh, a New England type uh, 
IPA. The IPA word so again there. Uh, yeah. I have to watch out. I know. <laughs> okay. it, it was cloudy. And there you go. There you go. It's hazy and juicy. Yeah. It's all yeah. you need. That's right. That's now, right. You have to. You mentioned that you use uh, Belgian hops. Now, what varieties are grown in Belgium? What are popular there? What are your popular hops? Uh, the most popular are, are German styles. So like um, Salatau, Sass. Okay. Uh, well, Sass is not really German. Uh, also, the English... Um, mm. Um, styles, but also American styles, but but grown in um, hmm. in okay. Belgium. So we have um, we have Cascade, uh, Simcoe, some of that kind of things. But they they smell and taste completely different. Interesting, completely okay. different yeah. uh, hops because the terroir very good. is right. very uh, important. And yeah, the, the yeah. weather. Sure. We talked about that a little bit. The terroir with with beer, you don't hear it mentioned as much with with beer as you do mm-hmm. with wine. Or no, no. Uh, you know, we talk about it with cigars as well. Uh-huh. You know, you can grow a Connecticut leaf is a popular wrapper leaf on a cigar. It's real light in that, but they grow them in different regions, and you get a different Completely taste different. and flavor yeah. out of that tobacco, even though it's the, the exact same seeds going from one mm-hmm. place to another. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, very cool. About ready to wrap this uh, interview up with uh, the guys from uh, Verzette. Uh, anything else uh, that we might have missed? What's coming up next for you guys? What do you guys have in the works? Uh... We are planning to make some some um, new bootlegs. So, okay. Um, we're also doing a collaboration with with uh, Burial uh, in one month. Well, a little they're bit longer. Coming to Belgium. Yeah, they're coming to Belgium. Oh, okay, well. excellent. So um, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I think Alex is working on a porter as well now. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do a very low alcohol uh, porter, something to uh, to drink a lot of, very cool. um, but not too. Classicals or nothing, uh, something else. Resistance. Um, yeah. There you go. That's right. <laughs> but, this, uh, yeah. but this bootleg program is to um, to do some things that it, that are in our mind. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of experiments more. Yeah, than experiments that, without uh, having to uh, invite new labels. Uh, doing all the art artwork just on sure. keg um, to the best bars we are in and see what the people think of it, and then maybe we could take it. Uh, all year. Cool. We'll see. Excellent. Well, cool. The guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, you're listening to Drink This Beer. Well, that wraps it up for this Drink This Beer. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Check out BeerGuysRadio.com for more craft beer info and talk. And, of course, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cheers. We're about to head to the brick store to drink some more of their beers. Drink some beer. That sounds like a plan. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. More beer stories? Head to BeerGuysRadio.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Want more craft beer news? Listen to the Beer Guys Radio Show, available every Saturday morning. Drink this beer. Produced and developed by Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. Part of the Beer Guys Media Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com. Here at Drink This Beer, we love to bring you the stories behind the craft beer and brewers that you love. And we'd be grateful if you took the time out to check out our Patreon site. It's at patreon.com slash beerguys. If you choose to become one of our donors, we would really appreciate it. Plus, you get some awesome swag, including t-shirts, glasses, stickers, and some more stuff that's coming down the pike. Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer, part of the Beer Guys Radio Network. Tell a friend and head to patreon.com slash beerguys. Cheers. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com.